Hello everyone, this is Ryan Curtis again. Uh, sorry it took so long between uh, broadcasts, but we've went, uh, done a little makeover and uh, we're now patriotic and proud. I've done some searching to try to find names that weren't necessarily used as uh, popular and uh, came up with this. I'm glad you tuned in to listen again. Got a lot of positive feedback off the first one, so I want to thank you for listening and uh, thank you for your comments. Uh, now you can reach me. I told you I'd have an email, but now I have a Facebook page, Patriotic and Proud with Ryan Curtis. You can uh, follow me on there, like or follow, however you do it. Uh, eventually, I'll have a Twitter page, maybe an Instagram and some other platforms. Feel free to follow if you have any suggestions on what you would like to talk about or hear about, uh, just comment on the Facebook page for now until I get something else in the future. Uh, last week we talked about COVID and whatnot. Well, this week we're going to do a little bit, something a little bit different. Uh, I, I watch TikTok from time to time because I like to laugh. I enjoy it. But I watched a video the other day, and the guy poses a very interesting question. I think it's a good starter for a topic of conversation. And that is, what is something that you 100% believe in, you can't prove it, or it's a conspiracy theory, but you 100% believe in it, and most people don't? If you have anything in mind, conspiracy theory or something you believe to be true, but you, but most of society doesn't, and you believe it wholeheartedly, please share it on my Facebook page, Patriotic and Proud with Ryan Curtis. I'd love to hear from you. Give me some ideas. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. We'll look up some stuff to support it or disprove it, whatever we can find. But I'll, having said that, I'll go ahead and give you something I've, I've thought about quite a bit. My conspiracy theory is that there is a group of people out there, the elites, if you want to call them that, the rich, the powerful, the wealthy, that are all in it together and they do have a agenda for maybe world, one world government or, you know, just complete control or population control or all of the above uh, I've done a lot of digging in the past of how all these companies and politicians and journalists and wealthy people in general are connected in some ways if you go look at who's married to who and who's the son of who or who's a relative of this person a lot of times if you look at journalists you're going to find a lot of connections if you look at executives, you'll find a lot of connections. If you look at a lot of politicians, uh, you'll find a lot of connections. It's too much to just be a coincidence, in my opinion. Uh, I was kind of shocked that how many journalists are married to politicians or uh, company CEOs or you know government contractors or whatnot. How many people have worked in the White House for that are married to the press secretary or 
somebody that works in that office, then maybe they their spouse works at CNN or Fox News or what have you. It's a it's not even necessarily a spider web at this point. It's more like a snowflake. It's so intricate, and there's so many of them, and there's so many ties together. But to support this claim, I'll give a few arguments, and you don't have to agree with me. I understand. This is just something I personally believe. But if you don't, that's fine. Give me your reasons why, or reasons why you might agree. In my... To me, there is too much coincidences for it just to be coincidences. The fact that we, the power players, decide who wins what and what have you. I think the 2016 election is a prime example of they had picked their winner and thought there was no way. They thought they had us all figured out that the American people would just line up and fall in line and be the sheep that they think we are and put their bell cow in the White House, Hillary Clinton. I don't think they had to cheat or anything like that at the time because they thought they were going to win. And then when they didn't, they had a concerted effort to, over the last four years, um, to never let it happen again. There's active audits right now, such as one in the state of Arizona, that has proven the fact that there was a cheating uh, apparatus in place in 2020. Now, I did vote for Trump twice. The reason so is because I couldn't consciously vote for a Democrat because they don't align with my views or my morals. Now, having said that, I don't blindly follow people. I don't blindly follow a party. People that have the same views as me or that are in office, if they do something I don't agree with, I will tell them I don't agree with them. There are examples. But at the same time, everybody has to admit there was something fishy going on with that election. We've, I've not been alive. I'm only 31 years old. I've not seen a ton of elections presidentially. But I've seen enough to know that votes don't stop being counted in the middle of the night because people are tired or because there are false water leaks or what have you. I do believe there was COVID was used to manipulate this election. Now, whether you can say that COVID, the liberals and the Chinese worked together to unleash it, you know, to let this go and rig this election through mail-in balloting and drop boxes and dead people voting and them and uh, what have you that's that's another argument I won't go that far with it but I will say this a hell of a lot of dead people voted a hell of a lot of people that didn't live in that city anymore got ballots and voted a lot of automated 
mail-in ballots were sent to these election offices that were watermarked and stamped exactly the same way with exactly the same signatures. You have cases in states where there was more votes cast than registered voters by overwhelming numbers, not not just like they'll tell you in the media, oh, it was a few and, few and far between. It was a small number. It wouldn't have changed the results of the election. That is a total that is a total fabrication. And when they get up there and tell you in the media that, oh, that's been disproven. There was no election fraud. That's disproven. That's just a sore loser. Trump's just a sore loser. That's not where has it been disproven? Show me the data where it's been disproven. Show me your case. Because just getting up there and saying, well, this person said this and that that's that's final is not good enough. We have to have free and fair elections in this country. People have to believe that their vote counts. Their vote matters. We'll debate the Electoral College another day. But for right now, let's just look at the facts. A lot of votes were coming out of major cities that were run by Democrats. A lot of shady shit went on. Now, you look at the cities where most of this happened. You have Philadelphia, Detroit, Atlanta, Phoenix, Arizona, Las Vegas, Milwaukee, and Madison, Wisconsin, Chicago. What do all these cities have in common? They're all run by Democrats. Okay. Georgia and Arizona were an anomaly as far as governorship goes. But Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, all their governors are Democrats. And all are vocal about being anti-Trump, which that's fine. They're Democrats. They're against Republicans. I get that. But at the same time, to blindly go out in press conferences and say, oh, our elections weren't, they were, they were fine. There's nothing wrong with our elections. We're not even going to look at it. And in fact, if you do audit it, we're going to get an army of lawyers to fight the audit. Now ask your, ask yourself this. Wouldn't they want a fair, free and fair election? Wouldn't they want people to have faith in the election process again? What's wrong with an audit? If something isn't wrong, if something isn't fishy there. Why wouldn't you want it audited if it's free and fair, like you say? Wouldn't it just reinforce what you've already said if it was legitimate? Wouldn't you want to be proven right that this country doesn't have a election problem? Why do we have to take things to court to prove that our election is legitimate? Why do Democrats spend millions of dollars to fight an audit to prove that Joe Biden won fair and square? 
And I don't have to tell you the answer because I think you already know. Now, in my opinion, Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, has a point when he has when he says, "Look, we need to look. We have to take a look at this. What's wrong with taking a look? Whether you voted for him or not, whether you whether you like him or not, some most a lot of people don't. A lot, a lot of people do, and it's fine if you don't like him, but." What's wrong with taking a look? What's wrong with reestablishing our faith in our election process? 70% of Americans believe that they sh- that our, we have an election issue. That includes Democrats. When you have 78% of Republicans saying the election was rigged and stolen and, and then 30 at least 30% of Democrats polled believe it was stolen or rigged or something fishy went on you have a problem when the winning side 30% of them which is a pretty big number for an opposing side admit they think something fishy went on then what's wrong with taking a look and I know this has went really far down the election issue but that gets back to my point about the powers that be the elites so called elites the rich and powerful, the politicians, the old guard, the swamp as Trump calls it, the establishment. How do you how do you keep power by any means necessary in their eyes? Rigging election? That's nothing for them. They've been doing it in other countries for years. Go ask people in Venezuela how their elections go. Or North Korea. Or Iran. Or Russia. You want to know how these people stay in power? They make they do the things necessary, whatever that means for them, to stay in power. You, you notice the country's economy was much better. Why would anybody be against America first if you're an American? Don't all the other countries put their leaders put their country first? But when ours does it, it's awful. They're all globalists. They all want a one world system. They have drained America for decades and we've sat by and let it happen. The only way we're truly going to take this country back isn't by putting Donald Trump back in the White House. It's by shoring up our voting system. It's by putting term limits on our congressmen and senators. It's by cutting their pay and their benefits 
and we'll see who really wants to be there and really wants to do the job. It's by, distri- it's by t- uh, cutting lobbyists and special interest groups and, s- and companies pumping money into campaigns for political favors. It's completely legal in this country to donate just about as much as you want to in most cases with a few exceptions to any political person you want to and say, hey, remember when I gave you that $2 million for your campaign run a couple years ago? I need a favor. I need you to vote on this bill a certain way. Our founding fathers did not want that to happen at all. They actually put laws and statutes in place to prevent it. But guess what? It got changed. It got amended through the years and laws were put in place to protect the elites, to keep them in power, to keep their cash cow going. When's the last time you saw your congressman in person at an event in your area? When's the last time you called your congressman that you didn't get that their mailbox was full or you couldn't leave a voicemail or you couldn't talk to anybody directly? And you'll say, well, they have tons of people they represent. They can't talk to everybody. Why can't they? The powers that be have forgot one simple thing. We put them there. And if they don't represent our interests, we should take them out of power. They work for us. We don't work for them. Politicians aren't that special. They shouldn't be treated like a hierarchy. They shouldn't be treated like royalty. But they are. Joe Biden told a uh, union worker when he was running last year, I don't work for you. He got in his face and said, I don't work for you. That should have told every person in this country what the ruling and political class thinks of you. January 6th was a farce. Nobody said, go in, Trump never said go in there and hit them where they live. But I will tell you something. Yes, January 6th did trouble me on some things. But I'll be honest with you. To watch Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and all those senators and congressmen that have been in there forever squirm and have to leave and get hit where they live a little bit and to realize that they're not untouchable was a beautiful thing to me. That's the only thing I take from that day positive other than thousands of patriots who had had enough. When you have an inauguration this year that has to have barricades and fences and all the above, security, military, to protect the capital for months. Does that sound like something legitimate to you? In the future, we'll talk about the fun stuff too. But at this important time, 
we have to realize something. And this is piggybacking off the first uh, broadcast. But we have to realize that we have to choose freedom or oppression. Everybody talked about how bad Trump's words were, his tweets, how mean they were. I can't believe he said that. That's not presidential. Uh, what, what, why would he do that? Why would he say those things? Well, that's fine if you don't like his temperament. That's okay. I didn't like everything he tweeted either. I didn't like some of the petty arguments he got in with people. He punched down a lot. But also, at the same time, you never had to worry about what was on his mind or what he was doing behind the scenes because if you wanted to know what they were doing, he told you. This was the most transparent administration in the history of the United States. And now we have a president who can't even hold a conversation with Vladimir Putin or any other world leader for that matter without flashcards to remember what to say or without a media propping him up talking about how he reminded them of FDR when he talked in the G7 the other day. That is pathetic. The man can't put two words together without fumbling over and he can't remember half of what he says and when he does uh, put a sentence together it's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Seems like the only time he can keep it together is when he's whispering at the press like a lunatic. But he, actually our sitting president the other day said, and I quote, how are you going to keep your guns if you want guns against a tyrannical government, you're going to have to have nukes and bombs and tanks and planes, etc. You go up against the government, we will nuke you. We have, do you have a nuke? You can, and what he said about cannons is not true either about the Second Amendment. That's neither here nor there. But the point is, a sitting president has threatened law-abiding citizens who are doing nothing but embracing and practicing their constitutional right to bear arms. Same thing with the vaccine. Joe Biden said, get the vaccine or else. Mask, and if you don't get the vaccine, mask up or else. So you tell me, You tell me if there's not an agenda, if the powerful are not in control and they don't try to oppress us. There's 70 plus million gun owners in this country, registered gun owners. We own 40% of the world's ammunition. That's the whole entire globe. We own 40. Registered gun owners in the United States own 40% of the total ammunition and guns in the world. And as long as we keep that right, we'll keep, as long as we keep the Second Amendment, we can keep the First, even though they're picking it apart and we're letting them. 
it's time these jokers got voted out and it's time that we put people in there that give a crap about us and represent our interests instead of going up there and getting rich and living off the living off of us and our tax dollars it's time they were held accountable it's time if they don't if if they don't keep their word we send them to the house it's time we take away their special interests and it's and kickback money and vote and money for votes in congress and the senate it's time when they say they're going to do something we make damn sure they do it it's time when every time a politician gives a campaign speech he should be under a microscope if he says he's going to go to washington and vote against illegal immigration you'd make damn sure he does it or she it's time that we quit letting big tech companies censor us it's time that we quit letting celebrities or news outlets or the government tell us how to raise our kids or censor what we can say or what is acceptable without hurting somebody's feelings I've got news for these people who want to be politically correct and don't want to hurt feelings. Nobody gives a damn about your feelings in the real world. It's time that we dismantle the college indoctrination system that's going on right now in this country. Why is it acceptable for people to get up there and demonize this country to their students while they talk on their iPhone while they drink their Starbucks while they eat in their five star restaurants while they enjoy heat and air conditioning and all the perks that come with capitalism and a free market while they enjoy what we live in which is a constitutional republic people need to realize that like I said before the government doesn't have your best interest at heart and if you believe that your elected representatives give a shit about you then you're naive because if they did we wouldn't have as many of these social and economic problems that we have today Now, having said that, like I said before, I gave you the list of the ways to remedy this. And the problem is we're going to have to give a damn first. Because a lot of people in this country don't. And the ones that did, some of them are getting turned off because they believe that no matter what they do, it's not going to change. It doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter because look what happened in November of 2020. My, it doesn't matter what we do, so let's just give up. If that's the way you believe, then they've already won and it's over. If not for you fighting, fight for your kids. Fight for your family. Because right now is the turning point. Right now is we is the time where we choose 
where we get where this country is going to be from now on. Now, I'll get off my soapbox. But that is the conspiracy theory that I believe is true. I believe elites and rich and powerful and politicians and the news media and all them are in cahoots together. And they're in cahoots together for one simple reason. Greed and lust. And they don't necessarily lust. The Most of them are sexual deviants, but they lust for power. The Democrats' platform is we don't stand for anything. We're for everything. And especially power. Democrats don't want to be elected to make your life better. They want to be elected to control you. And Republicans are guilty of it too. Both of them. It's time that we abolished both parties. It's time that we went back to the days of whoever got the most votes was president and whoever got the second most votes was vice president. And you say, well, we won't get nothing done. I promise you, we will get a hell of a lot more done because they'll have to compromise. And then that's when you get in your term limits and you get rid of special interests and lobbyists. There shouldn't, foreign dignitaries shouldn't be able to register as lobbyists in this country and give money to our politicians in exchange for votes because that's how you get shit in the COVID bill that says we're going to send two to three million dollars to Pakistan for gender studies when women don't even have a right to speak in public unless they're given permission by their husband. That's how you get money going to frivolous things like scientists investigating whether frogs are gay or not or vice versa. We that's that's where all this comes from. Special interests, lobbyists, everybody with an agenda. The powerful stay powerful because we let them. The powerful stay powerful because we feel like we can't do anything about it. And that's where you would be wrong. Now, it won't be easy by any stretch. But there is ways to stop this from getting any worse. We have to exercise our God-given right to free speech, the right to bear arms, and we also have to exercise our votes. Now, tell me this. Voter ID shouldn't be a controversial subject. Why shouldn't you have to show your driver's license or an ID of some kind to vote? You do to buy a gun. You have to show your ID to do just about anything. 
I want to go buy a beer at a restaurant, I have to show them my ID. That proves I'm as old and that's who I am in order to drink a beer. Now, drinking a beer is not important. Voting for who's going to run the country for the next four years or who's going to represent us in Congress or the Senate is. Anybody that says they're against voter ID is a moron or they have an agenda. Now, Georgia passed voter ID laws and the left is up in arms with the army of lawyers. Even now, the Justice Department is filing charges against the state of Georgia. Our country's Justice Department is filing charges against the state of Georgia claiming voter suppression and whatnot because they want to enforce voter ID they want to clean up the voting rolls. They want to make sure dead people aren't voting or illegal people aren't voting. They want to make sure that you can't coax somebody into voting with money or by walking up and down a polling place and handing out bottles of water saying vote for Joe Biden. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. But the left can't stay in power if they can't cheat. Donald Trump didn't help this country by winning the presidency in 2016. Donald Trump helped this country by showing how dirty it was. How evil it was. People were naive and some still are. But if you want a good look at Washington, you got it for the last four years. You know, if you wondered where people truly stand, you got it the last four years because they told you. They showed their true colors. A lot of people already knew it, but They showed their true colors on what they voted for, what they voted against, what they protested, and what they think of you. But, there's people that claim to be allies as well who are wolves in sheep's clothing. And when their feet gets held to the fire, they turn coat and run. We don't need that in Congress. We don't need representatives who are more afraid that they're going to lose their position than doing the right thing. That's the problem right now. They'll vote for you and what you need if it's popular and if they're going to keep their seat because of it. If they're forced to do it. Because they know if they don't, then you'll get voted out. 
but when it's a, a middle of the road issue where they can skate by on semantics and vote against you and still keep their seat, they'll do it every time. So that's why we have to hold them accountable. Every vote they cast, we should know why they cast it that way. And they should come back here and talk to us. I think once a month, a congressman from a district or a senator from a state should have to hold a public forum to its constituencies and explain why he or she voted the way they did on whatever bill came across their desk that day or that month. We don't exercise our rights in this country like we should. We have to start acting like employers when it comes to our politicians. Treat them what they are as what they are. They are employees. They are employed by us. We pay their salaries. We vote them in. We choose them. We need to start holding their feet to the fire, so to speak. That's the only way we can battle against the elites or the establishment or the swamp as Trump calls it or the rich and powerful. <clears throat> so I want you to do one thing for me, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. If you've done it before, great. If you haven't, give it a try. I want you to go this week and just try to contact your congressman about something you're passionate about, whether it be uh, your gun gun rights or, uh, you know, COVID or anything. Just try to contact them and see if you can get through. And if you do, let me know. And I'll, I'll eat crow, I'll eat my words. But I guarantee you, a very small percentage, if any at all, will actually make contact with their representative. Just give it a try. I want to thank you for listening. I know this is a little long. I appreciate you listening. The next episode should be in a couple of days, not a whole week this time. Remember the Facebook page, Patriotic and Proud, with Ryan Curtis. Give me a holler. I want to hear from you. Give me some ideas. The next uh, podcast will probably be a little on the lighter side. We may discuss some music. We may discuss some cryptic or, uh, cryptology or, uh, I mean, excuse me, cryptozoology or anything like that. We are comedy whatever but I would love to hear from you about what a, what a conspiracy theory you believe in but you can't prove but you 100% believe in it let me know we'll talk about it and I appreciate you listening I hope you have a good week blessed week I hope you have good days at work I hope you get through it. I hope you have a good 4th of July weekend. I'll, I'll talk to you between now and then. 
But I want to thank you for listening once again. This is Ryan Curtis with Patriotic and Proud. Thanks for listening and have a lovely week. Goodbye.